Welcome to the CSRG Podcast. My name is Keanu. And my name is Chris. Uh, we're actually going to be recording this before we go to the Akai Go Shoot in Sanford, North Carolina. We're going to go shoot with Chris Terry Terry. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, so just as a heads up for next week's episode, we will have Chris Tilly on as a guest. Um, we'll be doing a recording at his range um, for his podcast, and then we'll be talking about major match strategy. Just a heads up for you guys. Um, so it's something to look forward to for next week. So if you hate us otherwise, except for the episodes where we have Dave Wampler on, um, please look forward to the one with Chris Tilly. Yeah, and please let us know so we can stop talking as much and we'll just get cooler people to come talk on the podcast. So it'll be fun. Uh, this week, we're actually going to be talking about uh, choosing matches to shoot. Specifically level ones. Yeah. And so, you know, we're in an area where we're actually really lucky when it comes to match selection. Um, Level ones are very abundant for us, and we can actually shoot every week during the shooting season if we wanted to. Twice a week, usually. Yeah, I guess you know, a lot of the matches do run Saturdays and Well, Saturday, Sundays, Sunday right? relays, but also um, indoor matches, too. Yeah, and I guess we've got three, three indoor matches? Three in indoor area. matches in the area, yeah. And then within two hours, I think we have, I want to say, six or seven level ones. Yeah, and... <laughs> All, I guess all the way up to Delaware. I, I think we're talking maybe about a two or three hour driving radius. Oh, if you expand the, the, the window to three hours, yeah, you're, you're talking like, you're talking a lot more too because you're talking Delaware, South, North Carolina. Yeah, Southern Virginia VIR down there. Yeah. Um, or, New uh, Holland, or, I guess. Yeah, New Holland or um, GRB. Yeah, so essentially there's a lot that we can choose from. Yeah. Um, but just the way that it's been... You know, like the way our lives are kind of going, you know, we can't shoot everything we want to. Um, so you, usually the pitfalls for having, you know, a ton of matches for us in particular is time. Um, Keanu and I are both working full time. Um, again, yeah, I, you work more full time than I do. So <laughs> I think you work double full time. I, like I am, I am mandated pretty much to work only 40 hours a week. So yeah, on a bad week, I'll probably be working 60 hours a week. Um, and then, you know, being married on my side that, you know, there, I've got commitments, personal commitments with my wife as well on weekends. So sometimes it's just not possible to shoot every, every match that I want to. Um, and you know, we all also have personal obligations. I know a lot of people, you know, even though you guys have matches available, you probably can't shoot just cause you've got plans with family, uh, friends that come up. Yeah. I mean, personal relationships, definitely. Um, not to say it in a bad way, but they definitely get in the way of wanting to shoot. Yep. Uh, but sometimes, you know, if, if that's what you have to sacrifice, and, you know, it's a balance, right? Um, yeah, in the absolutely. End, for most of us, shooting is a hobby. And, you know, if, if you're putting your hobby in front of the relationships that matter to you, it's probably going to hurt those relationships. But, you know, personal choice. Um, Unless you're upfront about it, like me, <laughs> and said, hey, this can't get in the way of our relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, my wife's really understanding about it. Or, I'm sorry, um, other way around. The relationship can't get in the way of shooting. <laughs> But th but there would be definitely some issues if I'm shooting, you know, Saturdays and Sundays every week out of the month. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of Sundays, I know both you and I go to church, so yep. it's it's harder for us to go um to go shoot on Sunday mornings. Yeah. And in all honesty, a lot of the times since I get to shoot Saturdays most of the time, I will honestly rather prefer to go to church because not only do I um not only did I shoot the day before, but usually on Sundays, I have to run a match that night, too. So I try and take at least the morning and afternoon to rest up yeah. and get my, you know, recollect myself. Yeah. And, you know, for me, having long work hours as well on some bad weeks, uh, shooting on Sundays is actually really tough on me for the rest of the week. Yeah. If I'm shooting, especially during the, the summertime. The pre-Monday. Yeah. Especially during the summertime, if I'm, you know, outside for eight hours in 98 degree weather, 
stuck in traffic for two hours getting back. You know, I get home at 5, 6 p.m. after a match. The Mondays are just rough, and it just ends up seeping into the rest of my week. So um, I also, you know, I usually shoot uh, the match that you run as well. And so it, it gives me some time to, you know, get some trigger time on Sundays. But yeah, and I it's definitely... only a couple hours, too, and there's no traffic to mm-hmm. get up there. So yeah, it, it helps that Sunday nights are good. Yeah. And then last and not, and not least for us, when it comes to time navigations, we both have dogs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of the ranges don't allow dogs. It's usually just a safety issue. You know? well, I wouldn't bring my dog anyway, I don't yeah. think. Um, you know, I was thinking about getting Rex Specs, you know, those safety goggles for dogs and some ear pro. But, you know, it's... It becomes a liability and another thing to take care of if you bring a yeah. dog to the range. Yeah, I think for a lot of our, the level ones we shoot, though, that are within, like, two hours, it we don't really need to worry too much about the dogs. Um, I know I usually leave Khan, you know, just, uh, I can just walk him in the morning, have him out, you know, have him stay inside all afternoon. I just walk him when I get home. Yeah. And, you know, four or five o'clock and it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal when we go to, like, North Carolina or something to shoot. Yeah, especially. Or, or like, level twos or something like that because that's something we have to plan ahead. So, like, yeah. you know, we have to schedule, like, a sitter or someone to take care of the dog. Yeah, and usually. Um, I, I, have a, I, have, I have a roommate who will help <laughs> me with the dog. So, yeah, usually, I'm, I'm luckier yeah. than you, I think. I've got to, you know, I have to take Mimi to a, usually a boarding place. And it costs me $65 a night to get her boarded. Yeah, or your um, family or something like that. Yeah. Right? And, you know, for, especially for go shooting, you know, it's a little bit further away for us than some of the level ones we shoot. So um, we're going to be gone Friday night as well as Saturday night. And yeah. So if it's, I think generally the farthest we'll drive in a single day is Sir Walter. That's there and back. Three hours? Three and a half hours? Three and a half hours there. Yeah. So it's, it's not the worst, you know, getting up at 4.30. That's only 30 minutes before my normal wake up time. I know, Chris, Dude, that's crazy, like five man. hours before your wake up time. I'm waking up at like eight o'clock most weekdays. So I don't know how you do it. Yeah, but that, that's a match we can actually reasonably do within a day without feeling too wrecked. Um, go shoot, I, I, I couldn't do. Yeah, in a day trip, definitely not. No, that would mm. require leaving the house at, like, you know, 3 or 4 o'clock. Yeah, and then especially, yeah. It's, not only that, because right? the matches usually start at 10. Yeah, the matches usually start at 10, so the matches run longer. Yeah. Um, and it's usually a pretty big match. I think the shortest he's ever done was seven stages. Uh-huh. Which is pretty big for a level one. Yeah. Um, um, and then this month, it's eight, it's eight in the classifiers, so it's going to be no slouch. Yeah, and we'd probably get lucky if we got there at 10 if we left at 4, depending on what traffic is like. You know, Sometimes you know, going south from Virginia gets really congested. At the uh, I think leaving times. at that time in the morning, I don't, I don't know if we've had... like It's, it's getting home that I'm worried about uh-huh. hitting Fredericksburg and stuff like that because it's always a... Like all of Stafford County is just a mess. Yeah, So it's true. Yeah, but that, that's definitely... I think distance is less of a consideration than... Yeah, we, we travel quite far for some level ones. Um, yeah. Well, like we said, like Sir Walter, we've shot a couple times, and it's like, we didn't even think about think twice about it. We were just like, yeah, let's let, let's do it, because it's a really good match, and we think it's worth the time. Yeah, and there's a Chick-fil-A just like right off the highway that we And a Bojangles. To. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, so it, it works. Yeah. Um, the other thing... Conflicting you know, matches, yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess you know we'll jump to conflicting matches. You know, because there's so many level ones, you've got to pick and choose which ones to go to. Um, for Sir Walter, there's actually a really good local club that's probably about 40 minute drive from us. Um, it's a smaller range, but you know one of the best things about it is it's it's a short drive. There's no traffic. Um, they're always done by 1 p.m. They're mandated by the county, I believe. To you said Sir Walter. Did you mean Anne Arundel? Oh no, no. So you know Sir sure. Sir Walter, we have a conflict with Anne Arundel. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's a great club to shoot. You know, the people there are awesome. The match is usually just very well run. It's a nice lunchtime. It, 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 think of it like a lunch break match. It's a four-stage sta- four match, and it usually doesn't go any longer than 
what two and a half three hours. Yeah, and I think it, I think Anne Arundel the county mandates that they're done by one. Yeah, so um, it's ten to one. They they start shooting at ten o'clock and then they're done at one p.m. Um, yeah, and like they're they're always good stages. They're always great mm-hmm. stages. Um, it might not be like the hardest. I wouldn't say it's the most difficult match just because of the size of the bays. Yeah, but it's definitely like it, it's a very well run match. It's a very high quality match, and you know I really like shooting it for sure. And it's just time wise, it's really good because we can you know we don't have to leave our like I don't have to you know swing by your place until you know eight o'clock or yeah eight thirty even yeah yeah and um, then we'll be there we can still walk stages at like nine thirty or whatever we grab breakfast and all that stuff yeah and we get it to, works perfectly we get to socialize eat breakfast you know pay register walk the stages um yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know another another issue though with having so many matches though is I know some people would love to shoot every week of the month, um, but the matches here they range from you know twenty to forty dollars in a match, and you know if we're shooting you know AM PM relays plus Sundays, you know you're looking at over you know hundred fifty dollars a month in match fees. Yeah, and that's more than a thousand rounds for both you and I shooting forty or even nine major. Mm-hmm. That's over a thousand rounds, so like that's a lot of practice money that can go into. Yeah. So I think that's definitely, um, that, that's a balance you're going to have to find in, in choosing what matches you want to do or would you rather spend the time, you know, would you rather spend a couple hours practicing? Yeah, you know, like we talked about last week, you know, practicing the fundamentals that we can indoors, at least for us, you know. During the is, week is nice. That, that's a luxury yeah. we have. Um, but, you know, we don't have the outdoor bays. And so, you know, could, we could spend 200, 200 rounds, you know, shooting weak hand, strong hand, you know, really work on the accuracy at 25 yards. And, you know, yeah. is it worth going out to a match if it's going to be 35 bucks? You know, you're there for a couple hours and you're socializing. You know, there's there's other options to do so as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about what about, what about match directors? Match directors? I know. I think they're overwhelmingly good in our area. They really are, except yeah. Except for, save for a couple clubs. Um, uh, one, one of them is myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not too bad. Let's be real. Um but I think when it comes to match directors, I think it's really just about the people you jive with, right? Um, I wouldn't even say that though, because like, like you, you know the saying: if if you think one guy's a jerk and you think the other guy's a jerk and you think the other guy's a jerk, it, it's probably because you're a jerk. Kind of, well, right? So yeah. I I don't think it's necessarily just who you jive with. I think it's just like the like the personality and like the disposition of some people. Is yeah. just sometimes just not pleasant to deal with. Um, ben Steger likes to call them BOCs, <laughs> um, which we, we we don't want to say the word or for what it stands for. Yeah, you can um, look it up. It's it's available. It's it's look basically it a cranky boomer. Yeah, but you know, talking about match directors too. One thing I do want to talk about is you know because we have so many opportunities to shoot matches in our area, we get a lot of entitled shooters. They'll complain about a match if it's not. You know, up what, to par to what they're used to yeah, or something, or right? It doesn't have what they want or it doesn't cater to them, so they don't want to go shoot a particular match. You know, it's it happens, but yeah. again, we're we're blessed to have so many places to shoot. And you know, most people out in our area, they're great they're great people to shoot with. Yeah. Um, the people who are sure. in the matches are great, and so you know, there's very little for us to complain about. Yeah. But as far as the match directors are concerned, there is only one match I will not shoot because of a match director. Mm-hmm. Um I don't wanna <coughs> I'm not gonna drop who what club it is or who the match director is, but um, in my experience with this match director, just they just haven't been good in the past. Um, I shot there for a couple of years. Um, that was the first club I shot at when I started shooting USPSA. And it was, eh. Like, I thought the stages were good back then, but, you know, the more exposed I got to the sport, the 
the the more I realized that that club was lacking in certain aspects. Like up until two, you know, up until the end of the season 2017, he was still doing paper scoring more or less. Like oh, he would wow. use the, he would use no the way. tablets. He would, and then he would export them into um, like Excel or something, and then. Um, uploaded to his own website. He didn't use Practice Score, and it wasn't until USPS switched over to um, electronic score uploading only. Uh huh. And like he would mail, he, he like he would send in the scores manually and then pay manually too. Yeah, that that's kind of crazy. Yeah, and um, like I'm not really one to complain too much about results not being posted too quickly, but this is like, this is like you know three weeks is a bit classifiers to USPSA and a week just to post match results and yeah. I, I I honestly think that that is, I thought back then and I still think now that it's in, that's unacceptable. Yeah, um, and especially based on how much convenience practice score has given us. And not only convenience, you know, the sports growing, the technology behind the sports growing, right? You know, yeah. practice score has been doing crazy things. That new timer that's out, you know, it's doing crazy. Oh things. yeah, for sure. And you know, the, as the sport grows, you know, people need to adapt. Um, USPSA, right? I mean, they had to adapt too because people were just getting so good so fast. So you know, they increased high hit factors. So last year. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's just constantly evolving, and but it's inevitable. Well, that, to be fair, that was a long time coming. I think it was, but it's inevitable that you know there will be match directors who are doing things that you know won't won't be up to par. But you know. yeah, but I, I think in this case of the match director, a lot of people do complain about him. Um, and it wasn't until someone someone started helping him run the match that the match quality actually went up. Uh huh. So, like, I, I I think outside of the quality of the match itself, it. For me, it was a large part this match director just because he wouldn't give up. Um, you in know. old ways, or yeah, yeah, you know, the good old boys club thing, like you yeah. know, crust, uh, not crusty, <laughs> cranky boomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then of course there's weather. You know, yeah. Again, we're blessed with so many matches. I'm gonna keep saying we're blessed to have so many. We're matches. also cursed with double rainfall as of the last yeah. year. <laughs> but because we have so many matches, it's you know we'll find an opportunity to shoot during the month. You know if there's one match oh, we yeah, want to sure. shoot that has bad weather, there's yeah, and, another and one for right a lot of people corner. out in the country, like especially in the Midwest. If one match gets rained down, they cancel the match. That's like they're not going to shoot anymore for the next month or for the next two weeks or something like that. Whereas like you know if we need to shoot indoors and we really want to shoot, we can just go indoors somewhere. Yep. Or to 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 an indoor match on Sunday night, right? Yeah. And you know so we keep saying. So many clubs to shoot, you know, I only have so much time, Ken only has so much time, so let's talk about the ways we actually choose the matches we shoot. Yep. So, um, level of match difficulty is definitely one big consideration. I am not going to go to a match and pay 20 to to $30 to shoot a stage, or to shoot, you know, five stages where every single stage is four open targets through a port, or four open targets from a single position. Um, I like my stages to have a little bit of you know, looking for a match, I like the stages to have com- like multiple layers of complexity in both stage planning, shot difficulty, um, position entries, and all that stuff. So you know, like all the stage, that, like all the stage characteristics that you're going to see in a good level two or three, I want to see that in a level level one ideally. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is cracking. I'm recovering from being ill. There's just it's it's high peak pollen season in Virginia. Um, I've got terrible allergies. I'm popping Zyrtec every day, um, but yeah. I'm popping like three suited FedEx machines every day. <laughs> yeah, but you know, going back to it, you know, uh, for especially for outdoor matches, again, since we can't practice outdoors usually here, the opportunity is rare. Um, another thing that I definitely look for is, you know, matches that, you know, push that movement. Um, I feel like for some of the outdoor matches, you know, if the bays aren't big enough, for example, it's hard to incorporate the type of movement that 
um, would force you to move from position to position and shooting on the move. Because, you know, I think some of the matches when the when the stages are a little bit more simple, you could be sh- uh, position shooting a lot. Yeah, which I guess if the shots are hard enough, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it if you do it right. But the issue is a lot of a lot of places don't utilize like the full size of their bays. Um, so, but I, I think like what I think Anne Arundel has pretty small bays and they have concrete walls too, so you can't even really shoot sideways a lot of the time. Yeah, but they still manage to do a really good job allowing you the positions to to shoot on the move and all that stuff. They too, really do. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I they do a bang up job with what they have, um, but I, I do think. If it is just going to be position shooting and it's not going to be particularly difficult, I'm not going to be interested in shooting that match. Yeah, especially if there's something, you know, possibly better for us that weekend, we'll definitely go shoot that match instead. But, oh, for sure. Yeah. But again, you know, this all comes down to the balance of, you know, what our schedule looks like. And if there's a match that's just closer and wouldn't be as much of a time commitment, you know, we will balance that, you know, week to week. Yeah, but but again, like hoser matches are definitely something I'm going to skip. I'm also going to skip a match that's going to be like tuxedos only at like 25 yards or whatever. Yeah, because it just um, becomes like a, you know, if it's just not going to be fun, right? If it becomes so hard that um, it's it's basically shooting NRA like service pistol or like bullseye yeah. or something like <laughs> bullseye that. Bullseye shooting, yeah. Like, this is practical shooting. This isn't this isn't Camp Perry. Yeah, um, it, but you know, I think that's that's come in contention for some clubs if it's too hard. Right, you know, it, yeah. it scares I, off some of the newer shooters, but I think that's I definitely think that's less of an issue than it than a hoser match because you definitely see more hoser matches than you do very very difficult matches. Yeah, um, and you know, I think you know we talk about the IPSC format a lot too, and I feel like especially USPSA we like putting down or putting rounds down range. We we like those high hit factor stages, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know five plus six plus are yeah. all like th- those are good stages in our eyes. Um, but yeah, and you know, the better we're getting, it's, you know, we, we like that dynamic nature of, you know, not necessarily super high hit factor stages. We like being able to like a blend in the stages, right? Yeah. So like there's, there's a time to hose, there's a time when you have to crank down on the grip cr- and then, you know, be careful with the tra- trigger press and everything. Yeah. And you know, I, I definitely enjoy the matches where it really tests your throttle control, you know, making Absolutely. sure you're, yep, yep, for sure. Um, especially as an open shooter, it, it gets, you know, I, I love it when it's just slapping the trigger at targets that are open. You know, for me, that's always fun. But it's, yeah. there's something about having to, you know, really control yourself when it comes to engaging targets, right? You know, prepping yeah. the trigger versus slapping it, you know, finding... Yeah, you're, you're not testing your real, you know, your real capabilities until yeah. you have that level of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you mix it in with a really, really easy target to shoot. Yeah, and we're shooting a lot of majors this year, uh, level twos and level threes. And you know, the first major that I shot, I wasn't shooting many challenging matches, and it really showed when it got to the you know the national level when you know people from all over are coming to shoot. And so I think more and more we're looking for those matches that really test the core fundamentals of what practical shooting is at a higher level. Yeah. Just because you know we're shooting a ton this year and we've we've dropped what how much close to a thousand dollars in match fees alone matches? this year. Oh, I've already. <laughs> I've dropped like 1,600 on major matches this year. Yeah, and so like... More if, than... If we're going to be doing that, right, we're looking for the matches that are going to prepare us most for it. So I feel like, especially this year, we're, you know, we're looking for fun matches. We're also looking for matches that are going to help us prepare to perform the best we can. Yeah, and like, again, like, this is why we're going to go shoot, uh, go shoot with Tilly, uh, at Tilly's match. Because he does a really, really good job um, testing those skills. Because he's done stuff like... He's done like crazy fast swingers out of like twenty five yards or whatever. Yeah, and he's also done you know um, a lot of shooting on the move out to, um, you know ten fifteen yards, 
and on then partials he's, too. I yeah, remember, yeah, yeah, and then like immediately transitioned to like a thirty-yard Ipsic target, yeah. with like a popper or something like that, and he's done like twenty-yard um, Texas stars mixed in with close hosers. So mm-hmm. he does a really good job because uh, I think he, he's been in the game so long he knows what to look for now. Um, yeah, and I think specifically go shoot right. They're trying to mimic their level ones to prepare you for level for, twos for and level threes. twos and threes. And I, I like. I don't even really think like level twos because most level twos you're going to shoot are going to be a little bit more difficult than a level one, mm-hmm. right? Um, like I think this is really a prep for for matches that are designed by people who are used to shooting level threes often. Um, like I think it was Area Six, I think, or like or Florida Open, even. Florida Open. Yeah, but that's a whole nother level, right? <laughs> or like USPSA Nationals, that kind of that yeah. level of difficulty. I think that's what Tilly's trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's a whole that's a big part of his branding. Yeah, and you know we, we're talking about I think you know eight plus one stages, eight stages plus classifier. Yeah. Um, but stage quantity shouldn't dictate what match you shoot. Absolutely not. Like like we said, Anne Arundel is one of our favorite matches, um, to go shoot just because because it's a short match. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually quite the opposite. Um, but I I'm not interested in shooting a match again where it's going to be like, you know, eight to nine stages all hosers. Yeah. You know, yeah, let's say seven stages that are just generally the same type of shooting. Um, you know, it's it gets repetitive, and, you know, for us in particular, we're not looking for that at the moment, you know? Oh, for sure. And then, like, like, like 10 stage level ones. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't think, as fun as it sounds, I don't think I, like, conceivably see myself doing it regularly. <laughs> um, because at, once you reach, for me, once, once you reach, like, the 10 stages, like, the 9 to 10 stage mark, that's like major match prep level, like the night before, week before, right? Like, like we talked about in our first episode. That's something I have to plan out. Mm-hmm. Level, most level ones, I can usually just comfortably roll out to the range, yeah, um, like I would any other day. Yeah, and it, you know, it just becomes a weekend activity for us. You know, it's like going bowling or going to the driving range or doing something like that. Yeah, so. yeah, but like a larger level one, more stages is definitely going to dictate how I approach it too. Yep, like you know, leading up to it. So. As, as fun as a uh, fake major level one goes, I'd do it every once in a while. I wouldn't do it all the time. Yeah, it'll just be draining. Um, <clears throat> yeah. You know, we're, we're not doing this full time. And if you got to go to work, let's say you shoot that 10-stage match on a Sunday. Oof. No, I'm done. I'm, I'm <laughs> out, dude. I'm out. I'm just going to go home and crash and just, yeah. not, just put in sick leave for the next day. Yeah. And, you know, we, we spoke about earlier, you know, the types of people you shoot with and who you jive with. You know, we're really lucky in Area 8. You know, we've got a lot of friends who shoot. Um, and we all get, a, I'd say most of us get along very well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can only think of a small handful of people that like, that we might not get along with, but even then it's like, sometimes is whatever. Yeah. Right, and it's, so. it's not like, you know, we, we dislike them per se. It's just, you know, sometimes you just catch them on the wrong day or whatever. Yeah. Right? We're so. just not, you know, just don't jive well when it comes to squatting together and stuff. But you know, yeah. it's, uh, but you know, I've definitely shot matches that I generally wouldn't shoot if it were straight up to me. Uh, because friends were shooting, and you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Because um, I think like the camaraderie we build in this sport is a huge factor in, in why we do it. Yeah, and I've definitely shot some uh, some not so great matches with people that I really liked, and it was just a good time, you know, because we're here for to sure. have fun. And if you you know if you're not shooting matches with friends and you're just shooting by yourself, it's generally not going to be as fun. And you know, like like Kano said, camaraderie is a big part of it. Yeah, but even then, like, I'm not. I'm not the most social person, but I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, hide myself if I'm gonna be shooting in a squad with no one I know. Like, 
I think building like building new relationships is a really has has been something that USPSA has taught me for sure. Because um, I would have never met you if it yeah. weren't because of USPSA, and you and I go to the same freaking church. Yeah, right? we have been going for like maybe like a year or so before we actually met up. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So like you know, if if it weren't for shooting, I would have never met Chris. Yeah, um, and then we wouldn't be doing these podcasts. And yeah, we Chris's wife wouldn't hate me. <laughs> yeah, um, and we probably wouldn't have gotten to the level of shooting that we are right now. Yeah, um, yeah. No, ever I mean, since because Chris, Chris and I duke it out every single match we shoot together. I'm assuming Chris finishes the match. Yeah. <laughs> and Kian is still whooping me shooting an iron-sided gun while I'm shooting open. So I've, I've definitely got some, some work on my end to get there. Um, but, you know, speaking about us shooting together, that's one of the things that are great about shooting with Keanu is because we don't have to worry about the heat that we're going to see at a match. Right? Yeah. We have each other. <laughs> this is why my wife hates us when we're together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but you know, I don't blame her. We, we, you know, the the match that you run, right? It's you know, like like we talked about last week with David. You know, not you don't see the most heat at that match, right? Just no, because... and, and I honestly don't see the most training benefit out of it either. Yeah, it's just something I do on Sunday nights because I don't shoot Sundays in the middle of the day, and it's just something I just enjoy doing it. Yeah, but right? you know, when we shoot that match together. You know, we don't have to worry about oh, you know, who else is there that are gonna put that's gonna push us to shoot. No, as, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's you and me shooting against each other. Pretty much, yeah. Right. Um, or if they're like you know, every now and then we'll have a few good limited shooters and a few good open shooters come mm -hmm. out. Um, and it's all it, and it's always gonna be a good time because you have that upper like you have like the upperclassmen competing against each yeah. other. And you know, it's it's you know, especially for newer shooters, it's really good to watch and to learn from them. And so you know, if you're always constantly going to matches that don't have heat. You're not going to see in person what it's really like to see a GM shoot. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely enlightening to see a GM shoot in person versus on camera because there's so many nuances that you wouldn't pay attention to if you're watching it on Instagram, for example, on your phone. Versus if you're in there, you know, you're there in person, you're running a stage plan in your head and you see how a GM shoots it. And yeah, and you really, see their hit factor and everything, right? Yeah, and you're really comparing it in real time, right? Versus, you know, watching, you know, a GM on Instagram, like even watching JJ Rikaza. You know, on Instagram, you may be watching, be like, "Wow, this, you know, he's killing it at this match." But you don't get the same benefit out of it as you do just watching like Dave shoot, yeah, at, at a local match, yeah, right? because you're not there at the same stage that JJ is shooting. Yeah, and you're not picking his brain over like you know a stage plan or something yeah. like that. And even though, yeah, JJ is a much better shooter than Dave, like undeniably. Mm -hmm. But in the end, like just sitting there, being with a GM, talking to the GM, right, or even like an M or whatever. Or if you're a low enough class shooter, like you know, just talking to an A class shooter because they have the experience on their belt, um, it it adds a different perspective. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think you and I have benefited a lot from that because we have a, I don't think we have that many GMs here, but we have a lot of M's. Mm -hmm. Whether it's going to be open, limited, or production. Yeah, and we have we have a lot of, of of master class shooters here, and then we have a good couple of GMs that are always like Dave um, and Ron, and they're all, they're all awesome to shoot with. And they're incredibly personable. You ask them a question, they'd be happy. Oh, yeah, they're all great people, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, sh shooting with the heat, I think, is really important, too. Yeah, um, and so, you know, go find matches that have, you know, that bring out a lot of good shooters. Because yeah, again, like Sir Walter, you know, we drive three and a half hours down, and probably close to half the reason why, outside of stages themselves, and how well the matches run is, is because, you know, you can shoot with Todd Jarrett, or, um, or Chris Tilly, or Chris Tilly, yeah. Ben Barry is usually out there. Yeah, or Ben Barry, and you know they'll all be out there, just shooting a match like you know like a normal person would, like on every week. And you shouldn't be afraid to squad with them either. Yeah. Because they're all like they're all very personable people, mm -hmm. and I've I've never met 
I don't think I've ever met a you know a high level shooter I disliked. Yeah, I haven't met all that many. Like Dilly's <laughs> probably the highest level shooter I've shot with, you know, and he's he's up there because you know national world champion all that stuff. But yeah, and especially at a level one, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe level two or level three would be a little different because you know. Well, he was real- the same at the level t- at South Carolina when we saw him. Yeah, but you know, you know, <clears throat> when when a high level athlete is competing, right? They're generally going to be more focused. They're not going to be as yeah, personable for sure. Um, but you know, another thing about heated matches, you know, if you find a match with a lot of heat, you're generally going to find a good match. They're going to be, you know, yeah, because they know every, what to look for too. Yeah, they're going to be checking off every box that we're talking about, and you know, that's why we like Sir Walter so much. You know, and because the match is good, it brings out the heat uh, yeah. for that match. Yeah, it might be something in the water too. People from North Carolina might just <laughs> shoot better than people from Virginia and Maryland. Maybe so. So we just got to go rep. You know, whenever we go out to North Carolina. Yeah, so. maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's definitely, and if you're newer too, definitely squad with, don't be afraid to squad with them, definitely squad with the M's and GM's because they're going to know what the hell they're talking about. Yep, and they're they're going to be happy to help you if you got yeah, absolutely. questions here and there. They love growing the sport just as much as anyone else does. Mm-hmm. Don't get don't get the letter next to their name wrong. Yeah. It's okay if they don't paste though, because that, that comes with the... That comes with the G card, right? <laughs> yeah. The one that you have to print out yourself. Yeah. But you yeah. get a free slave paster, so... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, um, what about location, then? Lo- location, you Since know... we're talking about Sir Walter. We, we, we see location as both an advantage and a disadvantage for matches we shoot. Um, yeah. Again, this comes to balancing what your personal life looks like. Um, yep. There's definitely been some months that I personally have not been able to shoot Sir Walter because of personal commitments, right? Because it's a seven-hour drive back and forth. You know, you're shooting that day. Um, but it's also not as important to us either because usually we're splitting a drive, you know, for that seven hours. So yeah. it's not exactly taxing to make the drive again. It for just sure. comes down to schedule for me. Yeah. And then like even then, like worst case scenario, we'll just grab a hotel or, um, uh, or you know, going down to North Carolina, we'll just stay at someone's house because we know enough people down there now that, yeah. you know, <clears throat> I won't feel like I'm imposing crashing on someone's couch. Yeah. Hardest part again is the dogs for overnight. For trips, sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, and then or like leaving Friday or some stuff yep. like that, right? Yep. Yeah, because again, but, I think we're leave. Oh, we're trying to leave around two o'clock tomorrow. So Keanu's flexing his hours tomorrow to go shoot the match. Yeah, I'm working from home and I'll be working, you know, in the car, and I'm gonna have to log in later that night once we get there. Yeah. But you know, these are sacrifices we're making to to make it work. Yeah, and then like, sp- speaking of which, I like I think the the time flex is definitely a luxury I have that a lot of other people don't. So that is also another consideration is, you know, how can you, you know, how can you bend your job to make it work without having to take time off or something like that? Yeah. If you can and if you're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there's like a, what? There's a match four minutes from my house that runs every <laughs> month and I, I just haven't got a chance to shoot it yet. Um, the biggest reason is just because like I'll either have, I started going bowling, you know, on Tuesdays or whatever. That's when the match is. So I go bowling um, on Tuesdays instead. Yeah. So, uh, tapering out a shooting and going to become a GM bowler. Yeah. <laughs> I still suck. Might make a little more money than a shooter does being a GM bowler. Um, but yeah, no, and you know, I, the match you're talking about, it's been hard for me to shoot as well just because... Under you know, traffic for you sucks to get out there. Yeah, it's it's probably, what, 10, 10, 12 miles from my place to go shoot there? Yeah, about 10 miles, but it takes 40 to 50 yeah, minutes. I'm looking at 45 minutes to drive there. And, and, it's, so. and it's four stages and it's $40. And, you know, what I'm looking at is hoping to get, you know, an 8 p.m. squad, which means, you know, I get off at work at 5.30 or 6, get home, walk the dog, and I got to rush out, 
the door at you know earliest seven o'clock to get to the match on time. Oh yeah, and then you know it's, it it gets taxing after a little while. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, but speaking of indoor matches, <coughs> um, this is something that is a luxury for a lot of people because they do run on days like Tuesday, and your match runs on Sunday. Um, but I think one thing to keep in mind though is that you know it's inevitable that an indoor match will never be as good as an outdoor match. It's just yep, absolutely. You don't have anywhere near this, the same level of flexibility. Yeah, especially because you've got walls. You can't shoot the walls in these matches. You can't shoot the floor, so you can't It's do... harder to shoot steel indoors just because of how this ball is going to direct to. Yeah. Um, and then you're also limited on space and everything. So I think like there, there are no factors going in favor of an indoor match other than being weatherproof. Mm-hmm. But that, that's not to say that there are advantages oh, to and shooting like, an indoor and, match. And like day, daylight proof. Too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cause, right, because like... I shoot from my match runs from seven to nine p.m. on Sundays, so even during winter time, it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, um, but you know, if time and money permits, you know, it's a great place to go shoot if you're looking to shoot in the weekday. Um, you know, it's a great place to knock off rust. You know, if you've had a stressful week, nothing beats blowing off steam like going to shoot a match. Um, Unless but, you have to run it <laughs> <laughs> every yes. uh, every week, right? Three times a month. Three um, to four times a month, yeah. Yeah, but I think the greatest advantage to an indoor match, though, especially when you do have outdoor matches as well, is it's a place to test gear. Um, yeah. If, you know, if you're making small changes and you don't have an opportunity to you know, either go to the range to really put your gun through the paces or you know, even mags, for example, being able to go to an indoor match where you're actually you know, throwing reloads, you're dropping magazines. Especially for people shooting like 2011s like us, yeah. where mags can be finicky. And you know, you, when you first set them up, you're, they're questionable at best. Yeah, um, it, it, you know, it's a great place to do that stuff. And you know, if you have an opportunity, go shoot an indoor match, support those matches. Um, and you know, the MDs are really doing a lot to make these matches run because again, it's, it, it's during the work week. So yeah. they're putting a lot of their time and their effort into running these matches. The ranges too, like, like people don't realize the amount of, of money that a public range, an indoor public range is losing just by running a USPSA match because you know, on a busy weeknight, you're going to have every bay filled and, you know, they're going to, they're losing thousands of dollars just by putting up the match. So it's also definitely consideration too. Like my match used to be on Thursdays, but because of that, you know, for that reason, it it sounds petty, but like, you know, business is business. I understand. Mm -hmm. Um, We switched to Sundays because of, because of opportunity costs and overhead and all that stuff. Um, But speaking of which, yeah, um, indoor matches tend to also cost a good bit more. Yeah. Because of the overhead. Yep. And again, you know, if, if you got the money and the time for it, you know, you should definitely go shoot it because, you know, it'll give you it, trigger time is trigger time is the way I like to put it, you know. It, Sometimes. You know, it, Sometimes. You know, but it still, you know, forces you to work on your grip, make sure you've got a consistent grip inside picture, um, you know, calling your shots. But, you know, it may not hit some of the things that we're looking for in a match. But again, if time and money permitted, I'd probably shoot every indoor match I could just for the sake of shooting it. But... Again, yeah. I don't have that much money. I don't have that much time. <laughs> I shoot for free at the indoor match. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's... Yeah, I think Chris put it in a good way just because shooting is shooting. So even even if I'm not getting a whole lot out of it, for an easy two hours on Sunday night, outside of having to work at all and all that stuff, which I really enjoy doing, um, it's just fun. Yeah, and you know that, that's what it comes down to for us. We shoot because it's fun. Yeah, you know, if I had no choice but to shoot hoser matches, I'd, I'd be shooting the hoser matches. Yeah. Um, but, you know, running the indoor matches become, it was a responsibility I wasn't expecting to, yeah. expecting to, to, uh, to uh, take on. Um, but 
you know, now that I'm doing it, now that I'm more involved, you know, I, I enjoy doing it now. So even if I didn't eat, like, I've, I've set up and run the match even without me shooting. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I care more about the people. Yeah. And, the, you know, the giving other people the opportunity to shoot on a Sunday night when they can't shoot otherwise. Yeah, especially your match. I feel like a lot of the people who come shoot, you know, Sunday night. Only, only shoot time, there. It's, yeah. it's the only time they can. Yeah. And, you know. And we get it, which is why, like, I'm, it keeps me motivated to, to, to keep the match running. It keeps the range um, motivated to let, you know, to allow the match to continue to. So. Yeah. And it's definitely brought a, you know, a new, new perspective to the range as well. You know, we saw some of their ads that were, you know, practical shooting base. You know, it, it's, it's something cool that also people who go yeah, to the range to shoot, for sure. you know, they get to see kind of what practical shooting is about. So um, we are running a little bit on time. So, you know, this has been thoughts for your thoughts. So. Jazz on jazz on jazz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the CSRG podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Keanu. Shoot well. We'll see you on the range. And by the way, remember next week, Chris Tilly. Terry, Terry. That's racist.